Welcome to Dose of Degrassi, the podcast that gives you your weekly dose of nostalgia and life lessons by recapping the longest-running drama series in Canadian history. Welcome back. We are ready to dive into the next episode of our beloved Degrassi. How are you doing this week, Erica? I'm good. It's midweek and I'm already ready for the weekend. I'm feeling a little exhausted this week. Yeah, it's um, right now uh, transparency. It's before Christmas and before the winter break. So uh, I have a seven-year-old and every day is like a different effing themed day at school. So I've been dealing with that of like having to come up with your favorite Christmas book character and your favorite <laughs> tacky sweater and dress like your favorite teacher if your teacher dressed for holiday. So yeah, that's been super fun to deal with. It's wild to me that Christmas is obviously not this coming weekend, but the next weekend, like there's really one more weekend between us and Christmas. Time is a thief. It is it truly flying is. by. I blame Y2K. Uh-huh. Maybe that's a conspiracy for another day. And if you'd like me to uh, whip out some tinfoil hats, I'm happy to do so. But I blame the speed of time on Y2K. Yeah, I I, I would love to hear that uh, <laughs> that rabbit hole to dive down into because I bet it's pretty, pretty interesting. And honestly, probably more interesting than this episode. Maybe it's mm-hmm. because uh, the past two weeks have been so salacious and dramatic and traumatizing that this one, they were like, we're going to give you a fucking break. Like, here's a little for episode. Well, I actually learned while doing a little research for last week's episode that this episode was supposed to be the pilot. Damn, that would not have taken off. Exactly. And they wanted it to be the pilot because they thought that the first two episodes were just too heavy, which, yeah, they were. That's what sucked yeah. us all in. Um, but they were actually supposed to be the finale. Damn, that is wild. Hmm. Yep. I wonder when they made that decision because, like, honestly, if this would have been the first episode, I've been like snooze fest. I am not here for that. I want the drama. They they knew their audience clearly, and as we know, they delivered. (laughs) (laughs) They did. They did. So we'll go ahead and jump into this episode called Family Politics. The original air date, uh, according to the internet, is October 21st, 2001. The episode overview that I found says, Ashley has her sights set on becoming Degrassi school president. Toby, spurred on by their awkward new situation as step-siblings, is frustrated by her unchallenged status and convinces JT to run against her. So this episode, we're meeting a lot of new people. We've only met a handful of the next generation in the first two episodes because it was more of that um, original series cast heavy. So we're getting all of the players for the most part this episode, which is really exciting. And um, I mean, we're, we're getting everybody. We're getting Liberty. We're getting Paige. We're getting Spinner and Jimmy and all of these people. Um that are going to play big roles. And we're starting to see something in Degrassi that I really like, which is every episode kind of highlighting one of the characters and something that they're going through. So we got that with the first episode. 
but I, I'm liking this so far. What are you thinking about, you know, the, just like the synopsis that I gave? What, how's it making you feel, Erica? <laughs> um, I mean, just after watching that episode, it was, <laughs> it was such a snooze fest, but that synopsis was good. It was spot on. Pretty spot <laughs> Probably on. all we needed. Yeah, this is actually <laughs> the entire episode. We'll Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> we can we can talk about the new Vanderpump Rules uh, season trailer that came out because <laughs> I feel like that has more content than this episode. One hundred percent. We got more content in that two minutes and fifteen seconds that we got in this <laughs> thirty-minute episode. So we are opening in Ashley's room, and she is on the phone talking to Terry, saying that uh, the first thing they need to do this school year is to get Terry a man. While she's putting the final touches on her presidential campaign posters. Lots of glitter, lots of um, word art and like arches and things. It's it's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, and she says that she is not a shoe-in. And as she says that, she's walking out of her room to go take a shower. And she's annoyed because the bathroom is occupied by Toby, her stepbrother, step-ish brother, whatever you want to say. Um, and he says he just got in there. He's not coming out. They start to bicker. And she says that she needs to get to school so she can put up her posters. And he snaps back and is like, aren't you the only one running? And then Ashley, to try to combat that, brings up, you know, what their therapist said, which is a generous attitude makes a generous, <laughs> makes for a generous family. And I'm just like, this is 2001 snaps to those parents for having their kids in therapy when there's a right? life transition. <laughs> yeah. This opening scene uh, between Toby and Ashley, um, but first off, Ashley in her room where they just show her falling backwards on her bed. I feel like that was such a staple from 90s and, and early 2000s shows. Like, I'd like to see some stats on just how many movies and TV shows from that era featured a girl just falling back on her bed, either because she's in love or because she's on the phone. <laughs> I had in my childhood, my bed was like one of those like kind of iron beds, but it was brass. It was honestly ahead of its time. <laughs> it, it gave Samantha American Girl vibes, which is why I liked it. <laughs> But if I would have fallen back on my bed like that, like one freaking wrong move, it would have been a concussion. Right. My bed was white iron, but I, I didn't have like a, a footboard. So maybe if I stayed in the middle, I, I would have been clear of any concussions. Yeah. So she is begging Toby to come out saying that, um, you know, she, she needs to get in, she needs to get ready. And he's like, I'll come out if you if you say please, if you say that I'm the coolest kid in school. And Ashley's <laughs> clearly annoyed and she's like, all right, I just, I need to get something, Toby. And he starts to ask what she needs. He's like, do you need your hairbrush, your eyeliner? And then the door like freaking Chuck Norris is open and he has a bra on his chest. He's like, you're training, bra. And then it goes to her and her offensively thin eyebrows screaming, mom. <laughs> I absolutely took note of the eyebrows and Toby has been such a dream these past three episodes. I am just so surprised because like I said in the first episode, I was just never here for Toby and he legit made me LOL. He's, he's a good guy and I appreciate him. And this is a pretty Toby, Toby heavy episode. So we're, we're going to have some fun with him today. 
Um, so after that, uh, we get our opening credits and then it cuts to the first day of school. Um, you see all these students, but you kind of hear the voiceover of Toby and JT talking. And JT rolls up riding his Razor scooter, which is just iconic in itself. Did you have a Razor scooter? I didn't. I did not have a Razor scooter, but I did have um, another in ankle injury inflictor. I had to skip it. Yes. I wanted to get the Razor scooter, but then one of my cousins, who he was kind of like, he was very athletic and a more like... Um, like extreme sports, like I'm pretty sure he did motocross, but he had the Razor scooter at um, my aunt's house and he went to do the jump thing where you like would go down a hill and jump and like let it spin around like a helicopter and you jump back on it. And it, I, I can still remember it came around and it hit his freaking Achilles heel. And I don't oh. know if because it was made so just... I don't even know. It's called a razor, but it hit him <laughs> in like that area and he just started bleeding and he fell down and was like screaming. And I was like, fuck it. I don't want that. That's coming <laughs> off of my Christmas list. I'm I good. I not want a razor scooter anymore. <laughs> I did not sign up for that. Well, not only do we get to see JT's razor scooter, this is also the debut of Toby's glasses. Yes. With no explanation at all. Because <laughs> when he's in the bathroom and he's getting ready, his glasses aren't on. So. We, we justice for Toby. We, you know, we always say justice for Terry. Justice for him. Why did he have his glasses? But um, he's bitching about how since he and his dad moved in with Ashley and her mom, he's treated like a second class citizen. He's just tired of it, and you know, more of that complaining. And and JT's just there to be a friend with a good listening ear. Then we cut over to Ashley and Terry hanging up posters. Ashley's saying um, that their therapist says that they need to act more like siblings. And Terry says they kind of are because they're acting like they can't stand each other already, which is pretty much very sibling centric. And Ashley says that she's really glad that her mom's happy and she likes Jeff, but Toby's just annoying as hell. So, See you yeah. Sorry, that was like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. It was some random toy that my kid had that just started speaking. It is possessed. Um, thoughts and prayers. If I disappear, it's from the princess vanity. <laughs> that, that will not be getting edited out. No, <laughs> my skills, my editing skills aren't that sharp yet. No, um, we're you leaving know, that in. <laughs> fingers crossed we can get successful enough to get an editing intern. That would be lovely. And by editing intern, it's probably going to be somebody in high school that will do it for like $10. So thank you. If you would like to apply, we'll give Please you send resume. resumes to, <laughs> to the podcast uh, email. To the podcast. So we hear, you know, that, that Toby's annoying AF, but it is broken up by the scene of all scenes, honestly, in Degrassi, one of the most memorable for me. We see Paige mofo michael chuck enter the chat for the first time she is in the iconic red hottie t-shirt she's got some thick cuffed jean capris the platform slides which are available right now at target if you want them i remember uh the steve madden ones yes that's exactly what they are they're those steve madden shoes she's got uh, actual rose colored glasses on <laughs> and then the clear box purse i remember like opening the freaking mall to get one of those because they were selling out like Taylor Swift concert tickets. <laughs> like you had to be at Claire's when they were pulling that chain link thing up 
to get that clear purse. I mean, when she just greets them with new year, new look, new page, what a queen. For sure. Iconic. She's like the blueprint for all millennial girlies. It's just, she's there. She's planned that outfit. It is the first day of school. And the first day of school is pretty much like her Met Gala. So Mm -hmm. I remember like, I think, I mean, pretty much, I guess it kind of started more in middle school of planning out the first day of school outfit. Do you have any from your past that stand out to you? Oh my goodness. Um, not necessarily, but I can remember on the way home from the beach, you would always stop at um, some outlets and my mom would let me go school shopping there. So I was the kid that always wanted to wear like a gap sweatshirt on the first day of school. And my mom was like, girl, it is August in Pennsylvania. It is 89 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> You're not wearing a sweatshirt. Um, but I mean, as I got older and in high school, obviously I took more pride in my first day mm-hmm. of school outfit. I took the time to make sure it was perfect. Yeah. Um, never did I have anything as iconic as as the hottie shirt, though. Yeah. I were, grew up in West Virginia. Our um, mall was not uh, not a tip of the top when it came to stores. <laughs> and I would spend um, several weeks of my summers with my aunt and uncle in Nashville. And so they had the Opry Mills Mall, which was like freaking insane. And they had an Aeropostale before, like they were everywhere. And I remember, I think it was seventh grade. I rolled up into Hurricane Middle School with the freaking Aeropostale shirt on. And people were like, where did you get that? I saw that on like TRL or some shit. (laughs) It's from Nashville. It's exclusive. So I just remember like planning that out with like Adidas Superstar sneakers. And that was my like, it's never never going to get better than this. So speaking of sneakers, I can remember in eighth grade, my first day of school, I wore Roxy uh, sneakers and they were white and they had a platform and they had like a pink embroidered Roxy sign on it. On it. Mm. I love that. I love they, that. They were heavy. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, not not really practical shoes. And speaking of not practical things, uh, Paige once again is here and she is just throwing the shade to Ashley being like, Oh, you're already putting up posters for school for president. That's so admirable that you care more about issues of the school than her looks. And Ashley's like, that election's on Friday. I'm like losing her mind over it. But <laughs> it's just, you know, Paige, she's, she's there to let people know that she is that bitch. And I respect mm-hmm. that. Then we um, go over to two people that we do know already, and that's Emma and Manny. They are coming into the school. They're really nervous, and they are met by Spinner, who's being an absolute dick, asking for a hall pass, saying they can't be there if they don't have a hall pass. Jimmy is there. We see him for the first time along for the ride, and um, they're just annoyed. They're like, what do you mean we have to have a hall pass? We don't have a hall pass. So, I mean, they're just kind of picking on them. They get to their uh, homeroom class that is locked and Snake comes running up or Mr. Simpson comes running up and says, I'm your homeroom teacher and your media immersion teacher. It's the best homeroom here. And they're excited that their homeroom is the freaking computer lab. Like, how elite is that? It's amazing. They lucked out for sure. Now, did... 
older kids mess with younger kids at your school? Because they didn't at my school like this. Like, I feel like this is very much like a trope of that era. Where like, yeah, yeah, the big mean eighth graders picking on the seventh graders. I feel like the older kids just did their own thing. Like they didn't give a shit about us. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, I guess where... The only time it, like, ever happened is my middle school had, like, four elementary schools funneling into it. So if there was, like, an absolute, like, asshole from one of the other schools that you didn't go to that elementary school, maybe it would happen. But, like, I honestly, like, just didn't care enough. My middle school, it was, like, the the one building was sixth grade and then seventh and eighth grade shared a building and, like, seventh was on the first floor and eighth was on the um, second one. So there wasn't a lot of, like has crossing except in the beginning and everybody was just like trying to haul ass to the cafeteria right super donuts and chocolate milk like <laughs> we were not worried about like brawling we wanted our super donuts that's what the mission was wow we were not offered donuts in the morning yeah it was it was a time to be alive and i i really love that because the super donuts were everything to me but you know we all don't get super donuts <laughs> Some of us get a dry piece of toast, which at Degrassi is being in Miss Kwan's class for homeroom. <laughs> she is there. She is welcoming the students, and she quickly shows that she is not a fan of Spinner because she speaks to him in his full government name, which is Gavin Reginald Mason. Um, so she's just here to let you know she's not here for his shit. For your shit or my shit. Like, Miss Kwan, she's not. She is not the one to mess with. She isn't. Um, But Spinner lets her know that he's not really here for her shit either. (laughs) No. He he doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) She's like, I gave you 14 detentions last year. Do you want more? And he's like, I mean, if, like, you don't have to You want to give me more? Like... (laughs) and then she like tries to like I guess she like catches herself and she's like I'm kind of being a dick um being involved at school is like super important and Paige is hands up that's why I'm starting a spirit squad Miss Kwan is super impressed but then quickly pivots to Ashley and is like (laughs) Ashley it's the first day of school and you already have professional campaign posters up and Ashley is there with her thin eyebrows being like yeah I am I am I'm amazing Everybody should me. <laughs> I could not stop looking at Ashley's eyebrows. I mean, a lot. we've all been, maybe not there, but <laughs> I know I've personally been on an eyebrow journey. And just, you know, can we take a moment for the journey eyebrows themselves have been on just mm-hmm. in our lifetime? Yeah. It's, it's time has not been kind to us looking <laughs> back at, at these photos. <laughs> so we finished with Ashley and the older kids and now we're back with Emma, Manny, JT and Toby and they're walking out of their homeroom um, Emma sees Ashley's poster and asks Toby if that's a stepsister and then he gets all butthurt and is like that's not my stepsister we're like forced to live together um, and then he says that this election is bullshit because no one else is running against Ashley it's like not actually an election She's the only one running. And so Emma says that he should run and he doesn't want to do that because it would air quotes rupture the fragile family dynamic. Um, And JT says that school elections are all a joke. 
and Toby's gears start turning when he hears that, that JT thinks it's a joke. So he decides and pitches to JT, hey, you should run against Ashley. This is the perfect opportunity for you to practice your stand-up material because I know you want to be a comic. <laughs> practice that stand-up material and practice being famous. But JT says he'll only do it if Toby does all of the work. Which is very indicative of their friendship. Yes. I. It's <laughs> Everything we need to know about their friendship was just said in this past 20 seconds, which is amazing. <laughs> we go to Ashley, and Terry is working like a fucking dog, still hanging these posters. How many posters were there for them to hang? My God. I mean, the whole school had to have been, like, just wallpapered. Yeah. So Terry's, you know, out there like volunteering. She's not being paid for her time hanging up these freaking posters. And then we meet Liberty Van Sant. She bursts onto the scene, introducing <laughs> Ashley, um, herself to Ashley, and lets her know that she's running for secretary and thinks that they'll be a great team and starts, you know, asking like, what policy should we work on? Like, I have an idea for a talent show and all this stuff. And Ashley's kind of like, but you need to chill out. Like, <laughs> take a we seat. Need to get these positions. And that was a big reflective moment for me because I am Liberty. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we have like the possibility of doing something. Let's plan out every freaking detail when nothing is set in stone because <laughs> I have to have everything planned. <laughs> you know, one thing is for sure, no matter the situation, Liberty gonna Liberty like yes. <laughs> when she pops her hand out to shake Ashley's and she goes I'm Liberty Van Zandt it's giving like big Heather McMahon vibes of like <laughs> nice to meet you yeah nice to meet you pal <laughs> which I do love so Liberty and Ashley are talking Toby has made the most pathetic campaign poster for, <laughs> for <laughs> JT and he's printing them out Mr. Simpson sees it and as they're coming out of the printer, he's like, you know, those are 10 cents each. And Toby flips out and starts like trying to hit cancel. What a deal. I mean, right. Because everything is so inflated now, but like 10 cents a copy. But think about it. They're in Canada. Different. Damn. They're in Canada. So, you know, in the United States, it'd probably be like seven cents. Yeah. I'm not great at math, but right. I think that's the exchange rate. <laughs> that seems about right. That seems about right. So he gets those, you know, 10 cent posters and starts hanging them up, and Ashley sees it, and she's so annoyed, and she says that the president is always a grade eight, and Toby's like, well, it's it's not going to be this year, you know, watch your freaking back, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we have a camcorder that's going around with the steadiness of a Blair Witch Project <laughs> camera, like, running into people and being like, what, like, what are the hot button topics? They, like, run up to JT and, like, why are you want to be president? And he is just talking a bunch of bullshit and Toby's like, well, it's because of democracy. There needs to be at least two people running or it's not democracy. They interview Liberty and she says that Ashley's the right choice, you know, more or less just trying to, to suck ass is what Liberty's mm-hmm. trying to do. <laughs> then it sh- then we see JT and he's doing like his first kind of like, I don't know, like on the road, standing up on an elevated platform. <laughs> of some He's sort. on his soapbox. He is exactly on his soapbox. 
And he says that if he's elected, he'll do exactly what a real politician does, which is absolutely nothing. I felt that in my soul. Mm-hmm. And in the background, you can hear him say, and I'll take bribes. God, God I was like, him. relevant. <laughs> it is. It's, I 20 mean, plus honestly, years later. <laughs> they were progressive. We know this. Ashley sees that she's shaking in her fucking boots. So she starts making some big promises on the steps of the grassy. <laughs> And she's like, I'll get you guys a night dance. And then JT's like, well, you know, those teacher washrooms, we're going to be using them because <laughs> those are going to be ours. I bet they're nice. Like, <laughs> So whenever Ashley brought up a night dance, it instantly took me back to whenever my middle school was hosting a night dance. Um, did you guys have school dances? And if so, did you have a night dance? We did. They were always night dances. The concept of a day dance is like completely foreign to me but our dances were epic because the era that I was in middle school there was this DJ and now looking back it's really freaking problematic (laughs) but it was this DJ and they were called the party crew the PC they had matching shirts and it was like these kids that would go around with this DJ in a Pied Piper fashion (laughs) but like they would lead dances they would make sure people were dancing Like, some of them were our age, but a lot of the times they were a little bit older, like, maybe, like, freshmen in high school. And from, like, high schools that weren't in our county, so you're meeting people that, you know, lived a little bit further away. But it was just, like, I've got to go hard at this freaking dance, because what if I could scout it to be on the party crew? (laughs) And, like... Now, honestly, like I need a follow up. I I need posts on Facebook. Where, Where are the they now? Where are they now? <laughs> because like I feel like maybe a lot of them, like just like based off memory, like maybe a lot of them maybe had a meth issue. <laughs> like, why are you going around to all these like high schools in West Virginia and dancing? <laughs> what is happening? So our dances are actually called socials. And that's why a majority of them were held in like during the day, but they shut all of the lights off in the cafeteria and it got dark no matter what time of day it was, (laughs) but I can specifically remember our one night dance and I wanted to go so badly and I was sick that week. And my mom was like, if you don't get better, you can't go. And so I remember going to school the day of, I was still so sick but I was baking it so I could go to this night dance I was just sweating the whole time because I had a fever and I still remember what I wore again I wore a Roxy shirt so Roxy was clearly a bit a big part of uh my preteen years mm-hmm. but man again just straight shot of serotonin thinking about walking, walking into a pack sun spending money that wasn't yours right those were the days for sure and I mean you know being millennials we were in sixth grade just blaring uh Lil John Ying Yang twins ludicrous <laughs> Luda. freak a leak freak a leak on the bus I remember I being like love Petey Pablo <laughs> I was like what's happening like on the in the George Dome okay <laughs> like I'm just on my bus trying to get home so I can catch the last 30 minutes of guiding light but <laughs> I lived for soaps. Like, it's just astounding. As a stay-at-home mom that I am not 
is into soaps as much as I should be. And my childhood, <laughs> I was like, that fucking bitch, Sydney. Like, right? You better not. So I uh, am currently a, a in my stay-at-home wife era, as I've dubbed it. Um, and I was just the other day thinking, like, should I get into some daytime programming? <laughs> <laughs> it's just streaming. Streaming's made it obsolete. Like, right. I and can't, I mean, I can't panic and be like, oh my god, I need to watch the View right now. It's on now. Like, I need to watch things at my pace. Right. And I think, like, I mean, Days has been on for damn near forty years. There yeah. ain't no way I'm catching up now. No, it's not happening. It is not happening. Just like. Ashley and Toby getting along. They're at <laughs> home. They're arguing with each other. Ashley's mom comes in and Ashley gets really mad because her mom starts taking a side. And her mom's like, well, he has every right to help his friend JT. Like he's, you know, he's running and that's his best friend. Of course he can help. Then we flash forward to the next morning because Ashley's got her curlers in her hair. Toby woke up and he chose violence. <laughs> he like tells Ashley like how does it feel you're about to get beat by a grade seven and she's just like whatever this isn't gonna happen we go back to school Paige is being interviewed by the Blair Witch camera and she's saying that Ashley always gets what she wants so why would it be any different and then she quickly changes the conversation to what's the most important which is her outfit Mm -hmm. over all of her stuff but she says the first that I hear in the series of the Canadian A. She's like, look at my belt. It's so cute, eh? And I'm like, I know. Oh. I took like, note of that as well. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's extra Canadian. We've got our first A. So, um, you know, we, we see Paige in her outfit. And then we go to Toby and JT. And they're in the computer lab. And Toby's like, oh, my gosh, JT, you are leading the polls. And he is freaking out a little bit because JT doesn't want to win. He doesn't want to do the work. He's not here for that. And as he's panicking, we see the freaking recorder again, like the camcorder, asking Liberty, you know, what she thinks. And she's hyping herself up. But she's like, you know, I do think Ashley is right for the job. But if JT does win, I will do everything in my power to make it a successful, you know, cabinet. I'm like, Liberty. (laughs) Calm down. Nobody else is running for secretary. You're going to get it. Relax. What a diplomat, though. Yeah. I mean, what a true politician. <laughs> right? right there. So after Liberty does her uh, approved message, we see Spinner and Jimmy kidnap JT and drag him through the halls of Degrassi without a single teacher or guidance counselor or janitor. Anybody see him? Um, And they drag him into the locker room where Ashley is standing. She starts, she starts the bribes. JT (laughs) said up front, he's ready to get the bribes. She says, I'll give you $50 to drop out of the race. And he's, you know, talking his way out of it. What a negotiator. Yeah. Then she bumps up to to 60. JT's like, I have an older brother (laughs) who is never mentioned again. Mm -hmm. We never hear about him ever again. Um, you know, my older brother, he's having issues. And because of those issues, my parents are now on Prozac. She jumps up to $65. She is shitting her pants. She is quaking. Then she screams, $80 is my final offer. JT's like, all right. But Ashley says, if I'm paying you that much cash, 
I want to show. You need to go in front of the entire school at the assembly and you need to tell everybody that you're quitting. And she's really savvy in in this scene because she also does not give him all 80 up front. She says, no. I'll give you half now and then I'll give you half after you quit. She's a true crime girly. She has watched mm-hmm. Dateline with her mom. She's, mm-hmm. watched, she's watched The Sopranos. She has. She knows. She has she's her like, muscle in uh, Jimmy yeah. and Spinner doing her dirty this work. Is, this is. She's like, you want to know what? You're not getting that money all at one time. I need to make sure that the job is completed. Because if you don't finish it, I'm going to have my goons come <laughs> back and take that $40 and beat the shit out of you. JT will be swimming with the fishes. He will be. <laughs> he will be. And Spinner will be so happy to be able to physically assault someone. Without getting his attention. Early, <laughs> yes. Because in these early years, that's what Spinner's all about. He's got he's still got his like little baby chubs. Mm-hmm. So he's he's ready to fight at any moment. <laughs> at any moment. And because he's ready to fight at any moment, we see him throw something and hit Manny. When and Manny and Emma are in the hall and Manny starts crying and our queen Terry is like, Spinner, really? You're like gonna like throw that type of, you're gonna throw shit at like a seventh grader, like come on, like, Grow up. like how cool. And Manny's crying and Spinner's like, Oh, I'm sorry, and walks away. And as soon as he walks away in a sociopathic <laughs> format, Manny <laughs> stops crying immediately. And she's like, I pretend to cry, and it always works with my older brother. Another sibling that is mentioned once and never right. again. She like l- never. When she started crying at first, I was like, "Manny, girl, you are in seventh grade. It was a spitball." Yeah. Save and your also, tears for like, the pillowcase. <laughs> why, Abby Miller? And also, <laughs> you were in the seventh grade. Why are you still wearing pigtails? I'm like very against people wearing pigtails if you are not in elementary school mm-hmm. or at a costume party. Like pigtails need to be stopped. Like full pigtails. Like I'm. I love a baby spice. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. the two little ones in the front, like half up, half down. I, I will accept a French braided pigtail under oh, certain yeah. circumstances, but mm-hmm. under no circumstance, once you leave the fifth grade, and frankly, that's probably even pushing it, should you wear two pigtails on top of your head? Yeah. It's, I mean. Sorry. It's, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's, it's, sorry. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. So Toby, still pissed, still here, (laughs) but he finds out that Ashley bribed JT and he is about to go to CNN. He's about to go to C-SPAN. He is even going to go to Fox News. He's going to every (laughs) single media conglomerate to Mm -hmm. let them know that Ashley has bribed JT. She's mad. So we see Liberty giving her speech saying that she is going to work with enthusiasm and even more enthusiasm like come on liberty you're better than this <laughs> and she's not even really an enthusiastic person no <laughs> she's not she's not at all and after she finishes that radish is like all right now it's going to be time for the three minute presidential speeches and i don't know about you but like if I would have been in middle school and somebody told me to talk about something for three minutes, been like, sorry, it's not happening. Yeah. Nope. We're talking about TRL. It's not happening. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those TikToks that are like 
what could you talk about unprompted for 30 minutes? And whenever I've seen those, I've always been like, Degrassi, bravo. Yeah, yeah. JonBenet. Like, yes. Madeline McCann, everything. <laughs> it's just, I mean, now I could do it. But back then, I had to give a, I remember in seventh grade, I had to give a, a report about Milton Hershey, the guy who invented, like, Hershey chocolate. <laughs> And I was like, how the hell am I going to stand up here and talk about this guy? But I still remember so much of the stuff. (laughs) It's embarrassing. He's an iconic Pennsylvanian. He is. There is. There was this girl in my high school. And we were in maybe, maybe 11th grade. Like, we were, this was not a middle school situation. And she had stage fright so bad. This was an English class. And she had to give her whole speech, like, facing the board and I always just felt oh. so bad because any other time she would try to give it facing the class she would just cry and no one was being oh. mean or anything and she just now she's a teacher and she's doing well wow <laughs> man talk about facing your fears right I public speaking like I like to this day I still get nervous like my job like the last thing that I was working I'm not going to say the company that I was working for but uh, you've heard me say I live in Central Florida, so you can make your guesses. But I taught a class that was eight hours long. And like the first few times I was like scared that I was going to shit my pants. And I was like, I'm just standing up or talking. It's going to be fine. However, if you want me to read things aloud, like when I was reading that synopsis aloud, I was like, I'm going <laughs> to mispronounce a word. I'm going to say orgasm instead of organism. <laughs> and I am literally never going to recover I was the kid that like meme that goes around that says like I would count the kids ahead of me to find out what sentence or paragraph I had to read that was me my husband has a friend who in school they would call on him on purpose because (laughs) he was not a good reader and so their running joke in their friend group is you know popcorn and his name and yeah. he was the best man at one of their friends uh <laughs> weddings <laughs> earlier this year and right as he's getting ready to give his speech and he has his speech written out one of their friends yells popcorn and i swear this man went right back into that <laughs> that school and whoo what a ride that speech was <laughs> it's like the, it's so crazy, like, how, like, one word can, like, do that. There was a girl. This is, so, this is so bad. This is so bad. And honestly, like, now as an adult looking back on it, it could have totally been a rumor. I was not in the class when this happened. But apparently there was a girl in my grade. We had, so how I said um, a couple episodes back that our home ec class was called Life Skills. Well, our shop class was called tech ed like technical educations where you were learning to build you know like like little frames and woodworking (laughs) that type of stuff so in tech ed there was a girl who it was rumored that she got diddly daddled hand stuff in tech ed so a couple boys started calling her sawdust (gasps) (laughs) it stuck stuck. i bet it did (laughs) All of middle school, she's called this. High school comes, you know, we're years. It's never mentioned. We're at graduation. No. She is walking across the stage. 
And I want to say at least two dozen boys in unison shout. And I'm from West Virginia. (laughs) Sawdust. Sawdust. And I was like, oh, my God, this poor girl. I think about her (laughs) often. So sad. So, so sad and so tragic. I mean, I'm sure we could go on and on about the different characters in our uh, small rural high schools. Yes. <laughs> but so we'll save we'll some for the other uh, 383 episodes we have left. Yes. <laughs> so we'll go back to our characters here of JT saying in his speech that everybody needs something to laugh at and he can be the person to laugh at. And um, then we see Toby peek his head into the gym and he like does the loud whisper like, (laughs) (laughs) so like Ashley gets up and like walks out and he confronts her about paying off JT and he's like, I'm going to expose you. She says, JT took the money and he goes, yeah, he only took that to have evidence. And Ashley's like freaking out. She's like, you want to know what? Go ahead and do it. My life sucks. Like nothing is mine anymore. Like, she goes full, like, gloom and doom real She quick. is so damn dramatic. And if you are aware of what's coming up for Miss Ashley, it's some foreshadowing for sure. It checks out. <laughs> it checks out. And she's like, I just wanted to do this because I wanted something that you couldn't take away from me. Like, please listen to my speech. Like, if you still feel this way after my speech, you can go ahead and, like, expose me whatever so she goes and um she walks back in and JT is finishing up his his speech and he's like Ashley she's got the brain she's got the looks like she's amazing I quit the race vote for Ashley and he sits down and it shows Ashley like going up to to start to do her speech and we don't see her speech we don't hear it we see her walking home from school with Jimmy he's walking her home and we find out the results because he says, congratulations, Miss President. So Ashley was successful because JT backed out. <laughs> like, it's not even like she beat him. Right. He, he said, I'm not going to do this anymore. So Toby's sitting outside of her house and um, she congratulates, he congratulates her. And he says that he feels really bad about everything happening, about doing the joke campaign because JT's in trouble now. And Ashley deserved to win. And they try to, like, have, like, a little truce between the two of them. And they say that life together doesn't have to suck. Like, we're both making the choice to be assholes. So, like, let's be a little bit nicer to each other. And Ashley does the, are we bonding? And JT rolls, not JT, Toby rolls his (laughs) eyes. And she says, yeah, I guess we are bonding because I don't want to rip your eyes out. And we end with Toby saying, Dr. Freed would be so proud. I was going to say their parents should be glad that the money they're spending on therapy is seemingly working. It is. It's working well. So good for them. Good for them. So that is the recap of the episode. We're going to start doing something a little bit different here at Dose of Degrassi. We need to know. Jordan, before we do that, should we let our friends know that we are now dose of Degrassi. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So 
elephant in the room. <laughs> we had picked the name of our podcast. We, Erica was here in Florida with me and we decided to start this podcast. We looked on many different podcast platforms with our name. We did not see anything. We did our market we research. On, we did our market research. We went onto Instagram. There was nothing with that name. We went on to TikTok, nothing with that name. We were like, we're freaking golden. So we said everything with that name. And then after we published our very first episode, oh my gosh, a podcast with the same name, but obviously at the end with not Erica and Jordan, but with other people, <laughs> um, was there. And so we had to do a quick little U-turn, gather ourselves, mm-hmm. figure something out. So uh, we are now... We are now Dose of Degrassi, where yes. we will give you your weekly dose of nostalgia and life lessons while recapping the longest-running drama series in Canadian history. We're really excited about this name. Um, we think it it fits, and the inspiration was last week from Jordan when she was talking about her sick family and how Degra- Degrassi <laughs> had been her medicine. So yes. we figured before we got sent a cease and desist, uh, we would... <laughs> Yes, we I would tried. pivot. And the other people I listened to your podcast, the first podcast, it was lovely. Big fan. Um, please do not sue us. Um, <laughs> we did not know. We are here for you. Um, good for you. Proud of you. Loving you. Podcasters um, supporting podcasters. <laughs> yes. So we um, here at Dose of Degrassi know that adolescence can be a tough pill to swallow. But Degrassi is here to help us along. So instead of doing a hot take like we did in our first episode, we are going to have at the end of every recap what um, we're going to ask each other. What was the tough pill that you had to swallow with this episode, your life lesson that you learned? So, Erica, what is the first tough pill that you are learning to swallow from Degrassi? Um, For me in this episode, my tough pill was just how damn boring it was. (laughs) This was a a, a tough one to get through and not the same way that last week's was a tough one to get through. Um, But I would say I got a good lesson on civics and government and democracy. (laughs) Yes. Because it cannot be a democracy if only one person is running. (laughs) What about you, Jordan? What was uh, your tough pill to swallow for this week? My tough pill to swallow is every time I saw Terry, that angel woman was helping Ashley with no thanks Mm -hmm. if your friend is volunteering their time and their services and you know their friendship to help you with something like fucking say thank you justice for um, Terry and when we were when we were trying to come up with new uh podcast names I did throw out justice for Terry a Degrassi podcast I know know, you (laughs) did you did And I, like, still, so I follow, like, all of these actors on Instagram, and literally we're coming up with this new, with the new name of what we're going to make it, and Christina Schmidt, because, you know, your phone starts listening to you, (laughs) is popping up in my, like, freaking feed, because the lady um, that created Degrassi, I can't think of her name at the moment. Linda, Um, Linda Schuler. Perfect. That's it. She received like an achievement award um, from like entertainment in Canada and Christina Schmidt and Hazel were there. Love that. I know. I was like, oh, that's so cute. But she is like, you know, she was iconic back then. Now she is like, oh my gosh, the ultimate Instagram girl. 
I need to look her up. I looked up Toby today. Um, Jake <laughs> Goldsby. He recently got married. So congratulations okay. to Jake and his bride. Um, looks like a great time. But he does not wear glasses. Good for him. So he I don't know if it's a if it's a contact lens situation or if he was like, you know what? I've had to hide my lashes for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting these babies free. He better. He better. And I, I've always followed Lauren Collins, who pays, who plays Paige. Um, she had a sweatshirt, and I think it was like a fan that sent it to her. But it was like a crew neck, and it was hand embroidered and said H Sinclair. And I was like. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that. And I love that so many of them like still like give nods to their Degrassi roots. Cause right. there's nothing worse than somebody who's like started off on a show and then is like, I am don't associate with that anymore. Like, bitch, that is why you were on the map. You need to remember where you came from. That. Exactly. Know your roots. Um 100%. I've all I don't think I follow her, but I need to. Um, but I have looked up Lauren Collins before and she's so much like in her mom era right now. Mm-hmm. Her she's so cute. Babies are cute. Yeah, they are very cute. And because it was, this was a pretty, you know, heavy Liberty episode, Liberty now is like a freaking DJ 9000, like out there, like lights on the ones and twos. <laughs> like, I'm so lame. I don't even know she- what DJs are. Was she part of the party crew? She is not part of the party crew. She, <laughs> she is, is the party crew. A responsible, a responsible <laughs> adult. Yeah. We replaced them 100%. But, well, you know, we, we made it through this incredibly boring episode. Um, next week, I know it is a very Terry heavy episode. So it is. It's going to be a good one. I'm good excited. One. We'll certainly not uh, be as bored. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Because you want to know what? They they were setting us up tonight lo- to not like politics. Like, this is family <laughs> politics, and this is the route that it goes. Right? God. <laughs> I blame you to Grassy. <laughs> well, well, with that being said... <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening um we will see you next week with a another episode of dose of degrassi for listening to Dose of Degrassi. If you like what you've heard, give us a five-star review and recommend us to a friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Dose of Degrassi Pod. Gotta go. Heather Sinclair's calling.